I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast, everybody. I am Julio, sitting here with my pal, Francis. Francis, how are you? How are Hello. You Hello. I'm here. Um, so, dude, I wanted to talk to you about something funny. My, what have so, you? I, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about how I introduced my dad to Squid Games. And the second I started talking about it, he goes, don't tell me anything else. Don't tell me anything else. Because he is so anti-spoiler that any suggestion, anything at all, would ruin the show for him. Mm. And therefore, blah, blah, whatever. So the other day, I called my dad. This is the, the craziest hypocritical situation that I've maybe ever been in. He's like, what's up? Uh, I'm like, nothing. What are you up to? He's like, I just went to see James Bond and then delivers an unbelievable spoiler. And if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, And if you haven't, go see it and you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, To the point where, and I I was like, fuck, I really wanted to see that. And I told Hillary, she's like, what do you say? She's like, I like to know what happens at the end anyway. I'm like, I'm not telling you. And when it happens, you're going to be like, oh, wow. So what ends up happening, we go to the movies, the movie ends, and she goes, he didn't, he didn't tell you that, did he? And I was like, yeah. She goes, <laughs> she goes, is he okay? <laughs> Dude, it was absolutely, so go see the movie. I'm going to say nothing else because I don't want to ruin the movie, um, but a <laughs> tremendous, the biggest spoiler I've ever personally experienced, and I couldn't fucking believe it. Wow. And he, and he's, and then he tried to go into a normal conversation. He's like, so what's going on with you? I'm like, nothing except for the movie I've been looking forward to being completely fucking ruined, which he thought was funny. Yeah. And, you know, at least I get to talk about it on the pod. But, like, what the fuck? Dude. Well, you you told me about this last night, but you didn't tell me the the spoiler, and I appreciate that because I am keen to see James Bond. You also said that you guys went to the movies to see James Bond, and it was electric. It was really fun. Going to the movies. Yeah. Because I have not gone to the movies in, in over a year. Last years, Dude, last time I went to see went to the movies, I went to see fucking Little Women with that little shit, Timothy Chalamet. Lord knows how I was roped into doing that, but that's the last time that I've been to the movies, and that was two years ago. Wow. So you haven't been posted I don't post think I've been or in, the, in the pandemic. In I really pandemic? don't, but I can't remember for sure. No, I don't think I have. Oh, you know what? That's not true. I did. When I was in Indianapolis, I went to the movie. Oh, yeah, by yourself. Which, um, and it was not a very good movie. And you saw the Matt Damon movie. The Matt Damon movie. It wasn't great. And uh, I was the only person in there. So, ugh, oh, not boy. the best experience. But seeing James Bond, that's, that's movie experience Dude, there. went to Sugarfish, followed by James Bond. Ooh, it was a there's really... There's night. Dude, so I was, I was a little hungover, too. And, like... But I was okay. You know what I mean? I was fully able to function, and it mm-hmm. turned into a, like a wonderful night. Sugarfish, James Bond, met up with one of our buddies for a couple of drinks, home early, in mm-hmm. bed, ready to rip. Wow. You know? So times. fun, man. So yeah. good. Movies are so, the movies are great. So, dude, my dad dropping a couple of red flags left a, a, a little bit. He's, he's sprinkling red flags. The next, he's beginning flight school, dude. My dad is beginning flight school. What sort of flight school? Planes. Flying planes. <laughs> and I know he's serious because he starts talking about the different like classifications of pilot's licenses. He's like, 
my license, he's like, mine is for sight only flying. I'm like, dude, first what, of all, what, what that the mean? fuck is that? He's like, you fly below the cloud, whatever. And he's like, because a real license, you know, costs $80,000 to get a commercial license. I'm like, dad, I, I hope you wouldn't be getting a commercial license. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, yeah, I can just come fly and visit you on Long Island in the summers. And yeah. I'm like, dad, I, I got to be honest, dude, I'm not ever fucking flying with you. Buy a little yeah. Cessna. And, dude, he then goes into this fucking rant about how you shouldn't just sit and wait to die. You should live your life. He's like, well, he's like, if you go, if you go a little sooner, but you live life to the fullest, at least it was good. I was like, this is such juicy revenge material. The next time you don't agree with something that I'm doing, interesting. I'm gonna be like, Dad, remember a little a little quote you once told me? I really took it to heart. Thank you for inspiring me to to live my life to the fullest, to the fucking fullest. I'm now uh, <laughs> neck deep in heroin. Um, <laughs> so let me ask you this. <laughs> that's where my mind goes I didn't see that going. that's always where my mind goes that's living good. life to the fullest live life to um, the fullest dog do you think that in terms of okay this is this is an I don't know how to ask this I guess my question is this when when you look at your life that you've lived so far I think you would probably say you've lived a pretty full life you've you've gone for it I you you're talking to me yeah I believe that too yeah I believe that too about myself yeah, I believe that I've gone for it. The one thing that I am I'm nervous about is um, how much the insane amount of exercise and sports that I played is going to catch up to me as I get older. Just like your hips and stuff. My body is yeah. going to break down. So, but isn't there some kind of school of thought that like you can start to take longevity measures now with you already have a great diet doing more kind of like stretch and prep and it's really just my joints. I'm, I'm really concerned about the beating that I put my body through because I, I get sore so easily and I'm, I feel like I'm too young. A lot of my friends don't, a lot of mm. people don't, but I just went so hard, you know, it, it, this is something really basic. Okay, here's a little thing. A lot of time, I like to to jump from the second or third to last stair down to the floor. I like okay. to get to the bottom as fast as possible. Okay, I take the stairs at a normal pace because I don't want to fall. But once I've only got two or three steps left, I might jump. I like that. But I do that. And every time I do it now, I instantly say in my head, why did I do that? <laughs> oh, because it's like a high risk activity. Well, no, no, no. Just, just, just the pounding on my legs, on my joints, my knees, my ankles. Why didn't I just finish the staircase? Right, right, right. And it's this boyish desire to be fun and reckless. Mm -hmm. You know, what can I do? Can I trick okay. off the last three Flipping steps? off a cliff. Do I spin? Should I do a grab? You know, but I don't. And then instead I just jump and then I land and then I feel it. I feel that shock now. And I didn't used to feel that. Interesting. And I think that I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to be paying for it my whole life. Um, Dude, that just reminded me of something pretty funny. In high school, there was a kid. So like, I don't know if there were kids like, like kids who kind of treated the world like it was a Magic the Gathering game, kind of. Mm. That maybe is not giving this guy full credit, but like. 
you know, he's sort of always a little bit in like fantasy land, not necessarily in a bad way, but he would jump from like the eighth step. Oh no. And then he would land on all fours like Spider-Man. Wow. And he would like look around <laughs> this guy, Brian, dude. That's was, cool. I always found it pretty funny. That I was is like, oh. cool. Yeah. And then we'd be in math class and he'd be like, dude, I can move that pencil with my brain. And I'd be like, no, you can't. He'd be like, yeah, I can't watch. And I'd be like, all right. And then he would do it. And then nothing would happen. <laughs> and then he actually sort of didn't even really like say, oh, it didn't work this time. He was like, give me a sec. And then like somehow some the teacher would interrupt or like, <laughs> so he never admitted that he couldn't move things with his mind. Good for him. Uh, but this kid, this kid was pretty funny, dude. I, I like that. I like Brian. Brian. It does Brian's be- last name actually changed twice in high school, too. He started high school with one last name and ended with a different one. No idea how that happened. Sorry to interrupt you. Wow. Yeah. Brian. His parents get divorced and his mom find a new man? I have, I have no idea. Because okay. in, in, Can that happen? In that situation, you don't... The only way I can think, and I don't think this was him, is if you're a foster kid who then becomes adopted, you then maybe will take that family's name. But that wasn't the situation for him. Right. So I don't know how or why. Sorry, I had to put well, that out there. To Brian's, to the story of Brian. <laughs> to the story of Brian. Good old Brian. I read a statistic somewhere a couple of days ago that this past year, uh, applicants or, or enrolled college students were 60% female, 40% male. And that in the next couple of years, there will be two uh, female college students to every one male college student. Interesting. Interesting. College applications in general are down, but it's becoming far more skewed. Men, young men, are going less and less to college. Interesting. What do you think that's going to do? I don't know. My my the first thing that popped into my head is that men are just going to start overcompensating with their lack of knowledge by just being more toxically male. Dude, I <laughs> I agree. I don't think this is a good thing. That's not. A I good mean, thing. my my hope you you hope. Oh wow, that women will become more educated than men. That will help, you know, narrow the wage gap and have more women running businesses, and they'll be smarter than men, and that'll be great for society. But I don't see it going that way. Men just start physically intimidating women more. Men will just become more and more like cavemen. Just idiot, (laughs) stupider and stupider. (laughs) You know, let's put it this way. All the problems that women have faced over the years because of men, I just don't think a lot of them stemmed from the fact that it was like, yeah, you know, he... uh, (laughs) He had that philosophy degree and... You know, that just, it just, it, it, it meant it, it, he'd come home and he'd be really mad that the, <laughs> the dinner wasn't ready and he'd quote Sartre and then start beating me with a coat hanger or something like, you know, oh my God. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that. It wasn't that men were going to college too often, but I think that, uh, this is a problem. Well, let me ask you this. Do you have to even say your gender still when you apply? Is, are there more classifications of gender? Is that somehow contributing to this? I think is they still, not? no, I think they still trace it. I don't know how many people are checking the other box or. Cause dude, to be honest, I check the other box just to be a dick. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, it's like male, female, prefer yeah. not to say, I just say prefer not to say, fuck you. Yeah. I kind of, I sometimes I think about that too. I don't really, I, I almost feel like by putting down male that I'm now, that's going to put me in some kind of weird disadvantage category not because men are disadvantaged but that 
I'd rather not. They're just going to think know. you're dumb now. Or are... could be. Right. Or or just like don't I don't want you taking any preconceived notions against me. Yeah, right, right. right. I don't want having any in this thing. I don't want. I want to find it out from a blank slate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I'm with the other. Um, interesting. That is a very interesting. Um, I got a question for you. Um, wait. First of all, was there was there more to that? No. I'm sure. I'm. How did we get to that topic? College students. I just said it even though it had nothing to do with what we'd been talking no, no, about because okay, okay. it was something I wanted to tell you. Yeah, no, 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 and I I was in no way throwing shade at that thought. It was a very interesting thought. I was just like, was there something? We were talking about Brian, which led into app- applicants. Yeah, Brian. Brian, applicants. Um, interesting, dude. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm. Download it now. Okay, can I ask you a question? Please. Do I have a Do I have a mushroom cut, dude? I got a bad haircut. What's a mushroom cut? It's like it goes out from the sides, kind of like an atomic blast. Oh. I feel like I'm tight near the ears, and then it comes out a bit. No, and I, I don't feel like think I so. look like I, my third grade self. No, I don't think so. No. No. I'm good. I think it's a perfectly fine haircut. I think you look fine. You're okay. I look good. Oh, that's Ryan, everybody. Ryan, Ryan on the mic. Ryan There's nothing the wrong. It looks it looks perfectly fine. I saw your post yesterday. Can you thought it looked fine? You have nothing to worry about. Ryan did a, a TikTok, everybody, um, that I went and looked at. It has 1.7 million views, which is really strong. Strong. And it is, the text says, when your girl sends you a really dirty text, and it has it's a video of him reading his phone, and he's like, whoa, kind of, you know, whoa. Holy cow. And then he gets up and he goes, Mom. (laughs) And I did not get it when I watched it. And fortunately, Ryan explained it to me. But it just made me feel really stupid. (laughs) Yeah, it's like at least at least the 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 proof is in the pudding. Like if that had no views and he said that, that would be really insulting. But the fact that it's like a tried and (laughs) true thing. I'm wrong. It's the good old incest joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joke. That's the is that your highest performing TikTok? Yeah, and then I had like a family friendly one, recording my dad pranking my mom. That oh, one did well odd. too, that's but that odd. was how many did that one get? One point three. Oh Something damn, like bro! Solid, bro, okay, bro, I see you, bro. Is this where you want to be? You want to be a TikTok guy? I like posting TikToks. How many do you post a day? So, <laughs> starting last shopping. week, I've set a goal: posting one a day for the next ninety days. So wow. I'm on. God. And so that includes planning ahead and off to a good start. You do Saturdays and Sundays too? Uh, no. No. Wow. So weekdays. Okay, is a okay week, bro. Oh, I'm the less weekday TikTok. Less impressed, Ryan. Uh, yeah, well, only the 90 day challenge or the Ryan 90 day challenge? Well, uh, I, only, I like to have a balance. <laughs> I like to have a work TikTok, a TikTok life balance. To be fair, people don't really. Uh, TikToks don't do well on the weekends. Not that I read into it too no. well. Yeah, but you but think I you, 
I believe it. Do you think that the hype house is taking weekends off? Do you think that um, Bryce Hall is taking Saturday and Sunday off? This is fair. This is fair. (laughs) Do you think Bryce Hall got to being where he is by, by only posting Monday through Friday, one per day? Probably not. There you go. Follow all of us on TikTok. Oops, the <laughs> podcast. Francis and I have our individual accounts. Ryan and Chris, what are your guys' TikToks? Uh, Ryan twenty eight lunch. And you know what? Chris MP four. Right. I'm gonna say this. I don't want you to follow me on TikTok. <laughs> I don't. I'd rather. Th- I, I. I don't. I don't. You think want to consolidate viewership? I don't want to become uh, Mister. I don't want to become Ryan over here. I don't want to <laughs> have to be beholden to my TikTok schedule. Fair, I, fair. I am a very casual TikToker. I dip a toe, I dip another toe, and then I walk down the beach. And I forget about it. I do forget about it a lot. It's good. Yeah. It's but good to that's why my TikTok game is pretty weak. <laughs> um, dude, my brother sent me a pretty funny text. This is from a little while ago, but I, I, it stuck with me because it's just very specific. Mm. He goes, dude, imagine if there were friendship contracts. Oh, and like you're hanging out with a guy and you're like, you know, what, man, I like you. Let's be friends. And you whip out this contract. You put it right in front of him and it outlines the amount of correspondence that you need to have. It's like <laughs> two FaceTimes or slash calls a month, five texts a week, whatever. And then the guy's like, well, dude, what if I don't specifically adhere to this? You just go, oh, dude, I'm not going to chase you down or anything. We're friends now. <laughs> 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 that just really stuck with me, dude. I'm like, that is very funny. That Alessio. would work. That My would brother's work. name is Alessio. He's a very funny guy. I'm trying to think, you know, yeah. Dude, so... It's funny. It's amazing how little things can keep one engaged and interested. Mm-hmm. I have become obsessed with an internet uh, app game that uh, I want to tell you guys about oh, because we are now working with them. Yeah. It is called Switchcraft. Um, and I don't know if you guys have played sort of any... I guess that the, the specific specification of this kind of game is called a match three game, which is essentially like a puzzle game or when you line three things up, they disappear the games that we all know and love. But this game has like a built in graphic novel story element to it, which is really fucking fun, Mm, dude. That's cool. Uh, You follow our girl Bailey around and, and see her go to this witchcraft school and to drive the story along, you have to win these little fucking games. Uh, And dude, it's really fun. Plus like little stuff in between where it's like, Ooh, wipe off the mirror to see who's there. Uh-huh. And it's Lexi. Dude, it's dude, it's it's really fun and I'm obsessed with it. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I recommend you guys get in there and play some Switchcraft. Francis, I'm gonna get you hooked on it. Okay, too. I'll get into the Switchcraft. It's a very good game. I love uh, Switchcraft. You need to get in there. It's it's really, really, really fun. So nice. download Switchcraft for free and unlock the magical mystery. Damn, love it. <laughs> All right, I, I got something for you. Okay, love it. Um, it it has taken me a long time, but I think I'm finally starting to um, convince Sierra to to uh, not be as social. Interesting, dude. Okay, first of all, you are so social. Are you trying to blame her for that now? Well, she's more social than I am. And I am I missing something? Is she really? She's very. She loves. She, she, she and her friends go out. They get together for dinner or brunch often. So she okay. I've noticed that she has more stamina than you. Yes, more but as stamina. far as like events attempted, it seems as if you guys can go toe to toe there. But then her t- 
time on court mm. is if you were gonna make a tennis metaphor. You've both played seven matches, but she's played three five setters. Yeah. So she's been on the court five hours longer than you. Nice. You nice like one. that? That's yeah, pretty that good. works. That's pretty good. That works that for works. me. Uh, she <laughs> fills our schedule. So a lot of the social events that I go to are, are things that she's sorted for us. Interesting. Um, in addition, she does other things that are social. Okay. But I'm starting after three years of being together. I'm, I've started to wear her down. <laughs> I've worn her down uh, a little bit where I've started to see that she's become a little less eager, um, a l- less likely to accept uh, invitations to do things that aren't really exciting to her. Interesting. Um, and here's one. What a big step. So we we had an event. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it was that invited us to it or what it was. But on the night of the event, uh, you know, certainly I did not really want to go. And she was showing signs of not wanting to go. Okay. So that's I, good. I smelled an opportunity. That's big. This is big. It's like a Jenga tower where it's like all you have to do is just lean <laughs> on the plan and it's going to topple, you know? So I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> I'm pretty good at dissuading people from going out at night. Do you just sound like a lion chasing the herd, looking for the weak? The weak or the the yeah. offspring, you're finding the person at the end of the pack. All you need is one person That's to stay in and watch TV with you. You just need one kill yeah. need for a week. Yeah, you just need one buddy. And so, <laughs> um, she, you know, we're <laughs> she's she's talking about how tired she is. She's yawning. I'm like, wow, that was a good yawn, you know. Uh, and um, here's the thing: you realize, like, when someone's in that position, they don't they don't need much. Uh, so, you know, there's some things you can do to really get them to not want to go even more. Like sitting down on the couch, mm. you know, because we're like an hour away, 45 minutes away from having to go. So you just start to try to look as comfortable as possible. Yeah, and the, and the, yeah so, so we sit on the couch, uh, that's trouble because the couch is comfortable. It just reminds you. Hey, I'm comfortable and I'm available all night. <laughs> like we we could have this for longer if you're just willing to to tell them no. This could be us, but you plan. Yeah, but then you know <laughs> the major deterrent for her is that she's a good person and she doesn't want to disappoint people by not showing up. She wants to show her support. Mm-hmm. So then I start having to tell her, you know, there's a lot of people going. They might not even notice that we're not there. There's so m- and then I start drafting hypothetical excuse texts for her (laughs) i'm like listen uh you could say this like hey listen i was so excited to come but unfortunately i just have a lot going on we're still recovering from this crazy engagement weekend we can point to all kinds of things in our lives i'm giving her options Mm. like throw this in there how to try this shoe on for getting out of tonight um, domestication training yeah. and unfortunately uh she with withstood the pressure so we ended up going <laughs> that's where this story ends we that did you end just up went going. anyway we went ended up going we ended up going uh back to the drawing board and we had we had we had a, a nice time um and then did i tell you this 
I don't think so. So after the event, after the event, we were walking out, and I realized that we were very close to an old nightclub kind of. Oh, you did tell. I us did this. tell you about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I won't tell In that. In detail. Again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but so we ended up having a bigger night than I would have thought, and uh, you know. So it ended up being fun. So the moral of the story is. No, I'm not going to go so far. I'm not going to go so far as to say it was fun. Francis's efforts to domesticate his fiance have turned into them being more social than ever. That's right. That is what I've got. It's like trying to, you know, it's an aha be, moment to sort of domesticate is the right word. <laughs> I picked up this feral cat in the alley, and uh, boy, she really wanted to stay out all night long. But I really tried to show her it's warmer in here. The couch is really hey, We can have a nice meal. You know, you don't have to, you're not going to face the dangers out there in here. So, dude, speaking of which, I've had a couple very funny, uh, Julio in the wild moments of just crazy, like random funny shit happening on the street. I walk out of my building the other day and I just hear, ah, and I look to the right and there's this guy sort of like <laughs> moving his foot. He's sort of like looking and another guy walks by me who has nothing to do with that guy. He sees me looking. And he goes, dog shit. He stepped in dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts muttering to himself, like something along the lines of like, animals, people aren't covering the curb. Uh, and I was like, that's insane, dude. <laughs> dog shit, I say. Dog shit. And it made me realize it's like there has been more dog shit on the sidewalk yeah. this year. I don't know if it's like a post-COVID, like maybe there just aren't as many people attending to that or people decided to stop caring. But there's so much dog shit that was never cleaned up that there was actually glacial dog shit on the sidewalk. Ossified. That has, yeah, that's just there forever. And mm -hmm. if you step on it, it doesn't even, it doesn't even get on you. Yeah. It's just shit that has been beaten into the sidewalk <laughs> and it's there forever. Part of New York now. Yeah. Like those pieces of gum that get stepped on so many times that they just become part of the patchwork of the, the, the road or the sidewalk. <laughs> Dude, which is an interesting thing, because what made me think of this, and I wasn't sure if this was a, a thing that made sense, calling it glacial dog shit, because I feel like there's a common misconception that glaciers are icebergs, when in fact, a glacier is just frozen snow that, is, that remains frozen forever to the point where, so it doesn't have to be in the water, it can be on land. I glacier. thought glaciers had to be moving or no, something. No, no. A glacier, because I was in Alaska and had this very clearly explained to me, that a glacier is just frozen snow that has wow. just been frozen forever. So when the glaciers melt, it's a glacier should not melt. Right. Because in theory, a glacier should be frozen forever because it's in a climate that supports yeah. the glacier remaining. Damn. So anyway, that's what. Okay, I got one for you. Let's hear it. What, I, I, did I? I don't, again, I never know what I tell Dude, you. Same. It's all. But we're coming back from Puerto Rico. We get, we get in line to get on the plane. You did not tell me this. Okay. It's uh, it's crowded. And so first of all, you ha I don't know that you've mentioned that you were in Puerto Rico. Oh, that's where that wedding because was. Because we're trying to avoid Oops the Wedding podcast from actually yeah. being a thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. but you were in you were in Puerto Rico. We were in Puerto Rico for the wedding. For we're flying wedding. home on Sunday, and we get in line. It's JetBlue, and they call up you know Mosaic members, military people, parents traveling with young children. Etc. Etc. Then they start going by the groups, boarding groups. We're group C or three. They do group A, then group A boards. 
everyone else, by the way, has now created a kind of a, a, a mass. Yeah. Around the they've secured the, the perimeter line the so gates. that as soon as they call <laughs> their number, people can get a, get on the plane. And there is, by the way, value to getting on the plane quickly, especially when uh, a plane is full. Because you as you know, bin. yes, yeah. you don't want if you've traveled with carry on just carry ons, you've done the difficult part of stuffing all your crap into one bag that goes on the plane so that you don't have to wait for the carousel when you get off the plane. Yeah. But if you get on the plane towards the end, they'll make you check your bag, they'll gate check it, then you got to wait for the carousel. Yeah, which is annoying. Which is hell. So, um everyone's trying to get on the plane quickly and the th- the woman called the next after group A was complete, she said Okay, next up, we are now boarding groups B and C, groups B and C. Mm. So she called two groups. Same time. And so everyone starts, you know, B's and C's start going forward. I'm C, by the way. And a bunch of C's get up there, and the guy scanning tickets sees a couple in a row, and he's like, we're not doing C yet. We're not doing C. Oh, and everyone's like, wait a second. Yeah, you, they, they said B and C. And he's like, no, we're just doing B's. And the woman was like, then she comes back on. She's like, we're just, correction, we're just doing line B, line B. And so people who had almost scanned their ticket were all the way in the front. There's this one family, a guy, his wife, and they have their little young daughter. And the mother is carrying the daughter in her arms. This guy is clearly group C. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, you called the names. And the guy, the, the, the gate agent for JetBlue, Starts going, nope, no, I need you to back up. Back up now. And starts kind of like shooing them away. Oh, my God. The father threw an elbow at him. Oh, my God. And and kind of like caught him like in the chest. Oh, my God. Not not at the face, not a strike, but but initiated he was like, Get the fuck away physical Whoa, contact. Dude. And then the jet blue guy cocked his fist back and held it there and was like are you serious they didn't say anything to each other but all of this happened very quickly and i'm standing three feet away if only dude speaking of a good tiktok i'm trying to get my phone out in time (laughs) of course those things go those things explode but the best part of this is that's insane all this happens the jet blue guy the, the the father and his family fade back into the line, right? And they quickly realize, like, we need to fade away because they've effectively just assaulted an airport employee. Yeah, you um, you end up on a no-fly list. Yeah, for, right. For doing that. And so I'm watching this unfold, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, oh, they, yeah. they kind of walked into the line of the next gate. As if to like melt melt in, like Homer Simpson melting into the bush, that <laughs> meme or that GIF yeah. or whatever. And um, I'm watching the JetBlue agent who just got attacked or whatever. Is he calling in the cops? Is he, you know, whatever? He pulled out his cell phone from his pocket and made a call. Now they call gate the C's. I get on, so I get onto the the jetway, and I'm watching him. And it doesn't even look like he's calling a superior or anything to like come sort this guy out or get him arrested. 
the woman behind me on the jetway was like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. And he was like, yeah, you know, fortunately, cooler heads prevailed. It's fine. And that guy later, when I got on the plane, I saw him and the family come on. These two dudes let it go without communicating That's about crazy. It. That's crazy. The JetBlue agent was like, no big deal. So he was then also on the plane? And then the father... He ended up being a flight attendant? Well, I don't know if he was a flight attendant, but he, the father would have needed to pass that right, guy. Right, 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 right. And he didn't say anything. And the father and his family got on the plane. That's crazy. And it was just like water under the bridge. That's crazy. A, a physical attack in an airport at the gate that was they both were like ah. that's crazy bro no no big no big deal that's crazy isn't that crazy that is fucking crazy dude that's crazy i was impressed i mean i was impressed that, that that it did not become a bigger thing well dude i'll tell you what i bet you that that guy has some experience smoking some dad grass somebody needs to get him some <laughs> someone needs to get that guy some dad somebody grass needs to get that dad some dad grass someone needs to get that dad yeah some dad grass dude it's the most chill way to be chill without having to alt completely alter the way you think. You are a huge fan and you love it. Dude. it you've told me this last night away from yes. the podcast. You are a big, big buyer of the dad grass. I've been smoking dad grass. I've been smoking mom grass. I've been smoking all the grass, dude. Yeah. There's the, the, there are both of those classifications. It oh, is, are there? Yes. Smokable CBD, pre-rolled joints, all sorts of products. It is amazing. It will calm you down. And you will think twice before you cold cock an airport employee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, this, this stuff is 100% organic, pre-rolled joints, very low in THC, very high in CBD. You can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. Chill out without getting stoned. Mm. It's like having a glass of wine, not the whole bottle. Mm -hmm. I like that metaphor. That's it's very nice. good. Yeah. All dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships to your door anywhere in the U.S., Right now, dadgrass.com is offering our listeners 20% off uh, on your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash oops. Go to dadgrass.com slash oops for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash oops. Nice. Boom. Um, dude, another funny public story. I'm walking down the street, and I notice some guy walking next to me. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is just like a coincidence. I'll slow down, and he'll go ahead. And no, he's still walking next to me. I catch in the corner of my eye, he's looking at me, and he goes, hey. And I look and I go, hey. And he goes, very calmly, you think you could help me out? And I was like, no, I'm sorry, man. And then he goes, fuck you. <laughs> and I go, what? And he goes, I said, fuck you. And I was like, why would you say that to me, dude? He goes, because you didn't help me out. And I was like, <laughs> This is fucking weird, dude. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. I've never seen a person maintain such a calm demeanor while telling someone else to fuck off and then having very specific answer to a very irrational situation. Yeah, I know. I told you fuck you because you didn't help me out. That might have been the, that might have been the wrong So this brings up a really big sticking point that I've had with a friend of mine for years. What was that? I think that a lot of the people that ask for money in New York are more entitled than some of the people who ask for money in other places. 
So I've heard that people be like, oh, you think the New York homeless people are bad? You should see San Francisco. Like, I've heard that before. No, And I wonder, Yeah, that might not be the same thing. No, but what I mean is if you don't give them their money or give them what they whatever, they 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 think they give you crap for it. Interesting. And it's like, well, it's not uh, it's not my duty to give my money to you. It, 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 it's not I'm not I'm not required to do that. And and the weird part is when I see talented musicians or singers in the subway or whatever, I will give money to those people. Interesting. And then the problem is you see other people just asking for money and I'm like, well, you didn't learn a skill. You're, you're, you're not playing the violin. You, the, you missed the violin guy by five minutes. You should have waited longer uh, because that's a tough act to follow. You're, there's no chance you're going to make money next to that guy. Interesting. But my friend says there's no way that panhandlers can be entitled by virtue of the fact that they are asking for money. That's already like They should a, not be, or it's just impossible. No, saying. he says he says it's ridiculous for you to call them entitled. Oh. That's, that's I, wrong. I, dude, I feel that way sometimes too. And then sometimes I'm like, maybe this is just like a New York edge thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like people will be like, can I have some money? And then if you don't have anything, you're like, sorry. And then they'll get mad at you. That sucks. That's just a silly situation. Right. I have been reamed out after being asked for money look it's one thing politely saying no i it's one thing if someone asks me for money and i just ignore them and walk ahead because then if someone's like fuck you i get that it would be annoying to be it'd be it'd it's be, a stretch for me but i i, I, I it, hear well, what you're saying certainly more than if i'm like right. listen sorry, i'm sorry i don't, I don't have, have any cash on me. i would give it to you if i did right and then that should yeah but it because if you to be ignored is it's you feel demoralized it's it's like you're being treated less less than right but if someone has the, says listen i don't have any money but have a great day or whatever like sorry i, I can't i don't have anything yeah. and then you still say like fuck you dude it sucks it's like dude that's crazy it's crazy and some of these people you know unfortunately are crazy like have you ever seen the christmas carol guy you have Who's that? There's there's this guy on the subway who sings Christmas carols year round, and he kind of like m- mixes Christmas carols and then makes animal noises, and mm. it's it's very interesting. He'll be like, "Hallelujah, pa ra pa pum pum meow meow." Dude, I, I'm serious. I'm serious. And then he just starts going Feliz Navidad, and then he goes, ruff, ruff, ruff. Dude, I'm, "It's it's insane, but it's uh. hilarious." I'm just. Like, you know, I would give that guy money. I typically don't have money on me. That guy but, deserves some money. But that guy, you know, that guy is, you know, not all there. He's right. clearly not all there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but do people... Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's changing, taking the liberties with the lyrics. You're like, you're like, oh, like th- those aren't the lyrics. And then you're like, oh, that guy's crazy. That's a, no- that's a novel take on Christmas yeah. songs. Dude, so I think the New York edge plays into that a little bit. And here's what I mean. If you go to CVS, I was in Richmond, Virginia. I went to CVS. Hi, welcome to CVS. Do you know what aisle something unbelievably obscure is in? Do you know what aisle travel size, uh, uh, sensitive, whatever, the most obscure item in the store? Yeah, that's aisle 7A. If you go up to New York and New York person at CVS and you ask them a yes or no question, 
do you, I've gotten this response. Yeah. I'll be like, do you guys have any more smart water? Yeah, <laughs> like a yeah, neutral yeah, grunt. Yeah. And they're not even answering the question. Right. And, but, and, but that they're not being rude. That's just like New York. Right. Right. Like New York people get this, this bad rap of not being nice, but it, it's wrong. You know what I mean? Like in New York, if somebody falls down on the train, everyone will help them immediately. You know what I mean? Like New York people are helpful and nice, but they're not like, Warm, really nice when they don't need to be. They're not, yeah, or they're warm, not, yeah, right? Not warm. I don't yeah. know. That might be a stretch, but I'm um starting to worry about my financial future. <laughs> starting to read more about inflation and the long term implications of the economy. You know, I'm actually starting to take a vested interest. So you're just worried that you know, whatever investments you have or whatever are going to underperform for the foreseeable future? I'm worried about the fact that laundry detergent this year costs 6% more than it did last year. Okay. The cost of living. Because what happens then is that if your investments, you know, improve, make 7% a year, then realistically, they only make one percent. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Because the, what matters is the is the growth of your money against inflation, mm-hmm. and all these goods that cost X for so long are now higher and higher. And it, you know, typically it happens slowly enough that we kind of just don't realize it, or it's not that dramatic. But now it is. Lights, there's you know used cars are insane laundry equipment was number three on the list of goods that have been most affected in price by by inflation i wouldn't worry about it dude i understand that you everything that you're saying makes sense well what will happen is if we experience a really prolonged and accelerated period of, of inflation the fed will raise interest rates to try to choke it out mm-hmm. as they did in, I think, the 70s and the 80s, which craters the economy for a while, mm-hmm. but it has to happen mm-hmm. to get prices under control. Right. And I don't know, man. I don't mean to be super pessimistic, but we've, we're like the people in Game of Thrones who have never experienced winter. The winter's coming. And winter's coming. I mean, All we've ever known is summer. Dude, you know, you just have to hope that things turn out better than they seem like they're going to. Are you... I'm not are, a are these, say, are these financial like horizons, uh, these gathering clouds, are they affecting your day-to-day spending at all? No. No, not at all. I mean, they probably are, and I just don't notice. But mm. I'm not, like, going to be on the street next week being like, fucking inflation! Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I do I do understand, but I try not to worry about things that I have no control over mm-hmm. and things that aren't happening. Like I understand that base and I've been hearing about inflation too for a while. Like they're talking about it, they're like, oh inflation, you know, the, the stimulus stuff and low interest rates and whatever, whatever, there's inflation. And I understand that there's like big implications for that. But until it's like really impacting my life, I'm not gonna think about it. And that might be the wrong way to do it. When do you think at what age do you think it will start impacting your life? Inflation? No, 
Oh, financial stuff? Money in general. You know, it, it, money already impacts my life. No, but here's my question, right? So Obviously, that's an uh, insane statement. Interest <laughs> rates are, a you know, for borrow, it's the cost of borrowing money. Right. You borrow money to buy a house right. or car, whatever. You're not doing that yet. Right. When do you think you might do that? I have no idea. Do you want to own a house by the time you're 40? I don't know. I want to I want to own a house by the time I'm 40. Yeah. I think I know that. So I don't yeah, I don't really have I I guess I'm far away then from this impacting me because I'm not like thinking that way yet. And I may eventually, but I just don't know what my life's going to be like in a in a couple of years, so. Do you think it's uh not living enough in the present for me to be thinking about these things? It's just, it just really depends on a couple things. I mean, I, I don't know the specifics of your financials. So, and not and I don't want to, like it would just be weird. Um so that of course uh Im would impact my answer. Um also, you know, if you really know what you want, then no. You know what I mean? I just know that a, a lot of the time I've decided that I want something later. And then later comes and I get and then I get it and I'm like I don't want this. So I try to like remember that, but I realize that it's important to family plan and like these things all matter. Like you're going to have kids one day, like all this shit. So then at some point you have to start planning things. Mm -hmm. I get that. So I think you're being responsible. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the beautiful things about what we do, it's also one of the terrible things about what we do is that things change for the better or worse. And like, we don't know, but hopefully they change for the better. And your thought process is then different because they have changed for the better. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Whatever. No, I think that that's fair. It's. Uh, but the more money that I have, the more I am stressed about it. Like when I didn't have any money, like I was so reckless. I didn't give a fuck. I'm like, oh, I don't have any money anywhere. Like, what's an extra $2,000 of debt going to do to me already? And this oh. hole that I'm never going to get out of. Literally, that's what I'm thinking. That was how you felt? And At one point, like, yeah. Did the, did the debt weigh on you in uh, sort of in general? Sometimes, yeah. And have these aha moments where I'd be like, what the fuck? This How ruin your life. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What was the most of all the debt that you were ever in on your just your credit cards? Money wise? Yeah. What was the highest? What was the deepest hole you were in? Oof. I don't. I don't know. Was it over 20 grand? Yes. Was it over 30? Mm, I don't know. I don't know specifically. But it was, it was, le it was, it was a lot. It was, it was over 20 grand. It was a lot. And when you're, when you're 22, 23, I mean, that's, I would not know, to your point, I wouldn't know which way was up and which way was down. I, right. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have any, I would, I'd be like, I'm going to die before I yes. can pay this off. So, so yes, there was that. But my thought process of getting there is like, I want to do X, Y, Z, and I'm not going to not do it because I don't have the money. So I'm just going to make a terrible decision. The way I made the fucking Rwanda documentary thing was by putting it all on a credit card. I had no money. I had no way to pay it off. Max out a credit card. Let's fucking do this. And the, the credit card charges you interest on that. It, yeah. Did if you chip away at it over time? I began to get myself into a system where I was planning to, to pay it off eventually. Eventually you had to face it. And eventually you got to fucking start making it happen. And, you know... I was lucky with the the way that certain things came in that I would get kind of like chunks of money at a time and I was able to allocate towards getting rid of it. 
Um, and now, as I've talked about before on the podcast, I'm super anal about paying. I literally pay my credit card every day. <laughs> yeah. Did you, I don't want that to ever happen again. Did you, uh, did, how resilient was your credit score? Uh, Does it come back quickly? Yeah, I have a good credit score now. And my credit score was actually never bad. The only thing that made it bad was that the my available credit was low because I had so many lines of credit. But I never missed payments. I never like, I was never like, being chased for money. I was always paying, but like not paying enough to, that I would yeah. have really good credit. Right. Well, okay. So again, excuse me for being so naive about this stuff, but um, my credit card, it says like every month, you know, X amount is due. The minimum payment is $15. Right. $15 is like- Right. You'll never pay it off. An infinitesimal that. fraction of my balance. Yeah. And if you were to pay that Were way, you paying the limited, the minimum amount? It depends. So like what I started to do, I read about this strategy where it's like you start attacking one balance at a time. Mm. So I would make really big payments on one and then I would just pay the minimum on the rest. Interesting. That does feel good. You start knocking them down. It's, it becomes a game. It becomes fun. And, and you kind of like, you know, you're so used to being in all this debt. You're not like, oh man, my life would be so good if I didn't have debt. You're just like, this is my life. <laughs> but life is significant and, and listen the other thing too like i already had student loans it's like credit cards are like the are like the fucking opi like it's like an opioid thing it's like student loans are the pills and credit cards are the heroin yeah yeah it's really yeah. easy you're like oh i'm already in a hundred grand of debt right. what's 10 grand gonna do right. i didn't understand interest rates that well i didn't understand the structure of like Oh, if you pay the minimum payment, you're never you're gonna chip away your balance by like a half of a percent mm. every single time you make a payment. I just didn't understand any of that. Interesting. And I was young and I was in the city and I didn't have enough money to like do stuff with people. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna like let it rip. Let it rip. How did you how did banks keep giving you credit cards? So okay. I I didn't have sixteen credit cards. I had like three or four. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I keep, I wasn't like scamming people. And it wasn't, dude, it was never anything that crazy. Like, obviously at one point I had a, a big balance, but it was never not manageable. And it ended up, when it got to the point where it was about to get unmanageable, where it's like, oh, I literally, if I keep going in this direction, I won't even be able to afford the minimum payments. Right. And then you're fucked. You know what I mean? Right. So I got on top of it when it started to seem like it could get out of control. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That is... You know, whatever. Incredible. That's cool. I, I like hearing about that. And <laughs> I, I know I'm coming from a, obviously, a privileged position. And um, I've been fortunate where I've always been able to pay off my t full balance every month. Yeah. So the whole concept of credit card debt is is one that I don't know much about, but yeah. uh, I am I know a lot of people face it. Really? I mean, I, I wonder. It's like a thing you don't want to talk about because it's like embarrassing. You know is I mean? it so, embarrassing? Of course. While it's happening, while you do, you don't tell anybody. Nobody. I don't think anybody yeah. in my life knew about that. Even girls that I was dating, my family, nobody knew that. And then once you you don't, once you've paid it all, you don't. It's not embarrassing anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's fine. But you got to take little steps to try to like make things cost less. Like you, you. How do you set aside more money to attack it? One of them, saving money on your cell phone. Oh, that's a good way. That's a big way. That is a big way. That's you know? a big way. Mm -hmm. Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Great way to lower your monthly payments down to close to nothing. $15 a month. $15 a month. I, again, what's the catch? It's it's pretty miraculous that they offer that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, they are the, they are the uh, first company 
to sell wireless service online only. So that's an interesting thing. I didn't even realize that. Just completely cutting out the retail stores. I guess they're trying to literally tell us how they are able to make things so affordable. Um, but anyway, they offer premium wireless for just $15 a month, offering text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest, largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Francis, you have the SIM card in your hand. I do. I think that's yeah, what the cleverness they're referring kit. to by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, clever indeed. Uh, if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash oops. That's mintmobile.com slash oops. Cut your wireless bill uh, to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ips. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Nice. I got to, dude, I've been doing a new micro prank to, uh, to Hillary. I, I don't know if I can repeat this micro prank, but I did it once and I thought it was okay, funny. Okay, give it to and us. I suggest you all try it. If we're out and we're at dinner and we have a, we, we you know, we're having fun, whatever, I'll go to, to Cheers and then I'll very sincerely say to me, <laughs> it's pretty good it's pretty good that is nice throw that in there with your repertoire that's good the gags well you you did a really nice toast at the dinner we had um earlier well, last week uh that i mean it was so sincere you don't you don't see toasts that often anymore right unless it's at like a, some formal event where like right. a toast is going to occur at a at a just a group of four people at a friend's dinner yeah it was a nice thing of you to to take a second and say listen up motherfuckers <laughs> I, I saw hillary hesitate when i went to give a toast cuz i formally said i would like i saw her be like i i wasn't i didn't know about this I just saw that in her eyes. He's going off on his it own. It was fine. She's like, I don't know what's going to happen here, but Julio, please relax. Things are going well. But then, you know, I didn't, I didn't talk for 40 minutes. It was quick. I said, uh, that, you know, I love you guys. And uh, it was a nice. Well, here's a question I have for you. So when we arrived home from that dinner, we both looked at each other and we said, you know, should we write them a thank you text tonight or tomorrow? You guys and, sent a very nice And I said, text. I think we got to do tonight. You don't have to do anything. I think this is going to be a tonight uh, text because I didn't want you guys going to bed wondering, did they not appreciate that? Dude, you made it very clear in real time that you did. To me, that's enough. You don't need, this doesn't have to turn into a homework assignment for you. I'm a firm believer in you give something to someone. It should be about them. It is not about me. Therefore, I want you to enjoy it. And I don't want you to feel new pressure that you didn't have before this thing that you have no control over was given to you. I see. So I don't want you to feel like, oh, if I don't send a good enough thank you text, they're going to think, I would never have thought that. Mm. I just want you to know. You well, guys sent very nice texts, though. As sweet as that sentiment is, I think you should definitely keep an eye out on your mailbox for a, a handwritten thank you note oh. at some point in the next week, as well as potentially um, a subscription to um, Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Which I may or may not have signed you up for. And uh, let's just say that's only the tip of the iceberg. You're going to be receiving a lot of thank yous for that dinner. Dude, Danny Palmer, who I talk about all the time on this podcast, somebody has sent him, has done this prank to him, where they've signed him up for all these magazines. 
And for years and years and years, I've been pulling pranks on him, and he refuses to believe that it isn't me. He is positive that it's me. Dude, one time we played a prank on him where we had Benny call him and say, Dan, he's like, dude, I'm really in trouble with like loan sharks. Like, I need you to help me. B- Benny called <laughs> yes. Danny and said that. Yes. Yeah. We were all together calling him, and he's like, dude, he's like, what, what, what did you do, Benny? <laughs> like, f- completely believing it. So that happens. And then I text Danny. I'm like, dude, we need to have an intervention for Benny. Like, it's gotten this too far. Good. Yeah. So we invite, so we, we plan an intervention for Benny that Danny now thinks we're going into this intervention for his friend. So we, br- I take Danny to the bar beforehand. <laughs> I'm like, dude, okay, like, we gotta, you know, like, <laughs> you know, we need to be a unified front here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we, we just threw a party for Danny instead. So it makes it less of like a mean oh, prank. Oh, that's nice. But we, pr- we pull these like very elaborate pranks on him. That's good. Uh, and it's funny, you're, but anyway. Yeah, you're putting him through the emotional car wash kind of, <laughs> you know, it's just a total. That's so to go from that expectation of that to being surprised by a birthday party. <laughs> it's like really ups and downs, hot and cold. Yeah, yeah it turned into a Danny appreciation party. Yeah. Um, would you um would you rather have a <laughs> uh, a pool or a hot tub at your house? Pool. Hillary would say hot tub, mm. but I don't. Under, I like, hot tubs don't do it for me. Like they're very nice in the winter. She will go in a hot tub if it's a hundred degrees. In a tropical environment and 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 humid, she wants I don't to go like that. She was let's hit the tub. Yeah, it's too hot. I'm like, dude, no what about what, what about, about some kind? Well, I think it's pool for me, definitely. I like there to be both in, in an ideal scenario. That's if I nice. have to choose, a pool is much more versatile. That's true. But there's something wonderful about the sort of like après ski. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the ski town. Oh, yeah. Uh, jacuzzi with the snow falling and. <sighs> You know, that's a really nice vibe. We used to play spin the bottle. We'd let the jets push the bottle around. <laughs> oh, wow. It's settled, and then we do makeouts in the hot tub. Oh, shit, dude. We'd yeah. all just watch each other make out. Fuck your fuck. Listen yeah, to the Lord. sound of our lips smacking over the jets and the bubbles. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm Hell saying. Yeah, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'd be in the basement rubbing noses with some chick you were in love with. That's right. <laughs> Too nervous to consummate it. You're too good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me saying that to somebody. Dude, that's fucking great. Um, yeah, interesting. Pool or hot tub is a good question. But well, think... the reason I think about this is that, you know, I'm trying to think about what would be a good asset to a home someday that would be really good for entertaining guests. You know, what was there? Is there a game you can put? We love playing shuffleboard. It's a fun game. Do you know those shuffleboard? You go to a bar, the, the yeah, little yeah. discs on the sandy. Yeah, why? Yeah, for some reason there's like sand or the hay. Sand is what, the sand is what mulch keeps it keeps, keeps it, it uh, sliding. It's like fucking what's that curling? Yeah, shuffleboard is is really fun. It's a good game. It's a game where you know you can play co-ed doubles. It's like very interactive. Whatever. Cold weather cornhole. Yeah, yeah. I think a shuffleboard, even though they're they're big. I think shuffleboard would be a really great addition to uh to a to a house. Interesting. I feel like, dude, that's like a thing that I would have thought I wanted in my house when I was fifteen. My dream house there'd be a water slide that started in my bedroom and went to the basement pool. And it doesn't even look like a water slide, it looks like a washing machine. And then you open it and just it's a water slide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that it's like it's something that you don't need. Uh 
Well, it's you easy don't to need maintain. It. No, you don't need it. You're right. But it would be nice to have. Could so I would, for example, I would probably get a shuffleboard at, at this point in my life. If I bought a house tomorrow, I would get a shuffleboard table before I would get a ping pong table. Oh, interesting. But once I had kids, I'd want ping pong. Yeah, I guess that's a low maintenance enough thing. I'm sort of of the school of thought that like any sort of attraction that you want to add to your house that is done best with a full time staff tending to that specific thing, you shouldn't put it in your house. Like what? Like a at home uh, spa or a bowling alley or a roller coaster. Yeah. I'm just saying any of these pipe dream things. We're going from ping pong tables and to, to bowling alleys. Because, dude, even like any of the fan, like the quote fanciest houses I've ever been in, they have shit like that in them that just don't work. And people don't use and them. And they don't use them. Oh, the popcorn machine. It just yeah. looks like it's decaying. Mm. Like there's butter stuck. I'm like, dude, I don't want the fucking. It's disgusting. It requires a level of maintenance that most like people who are living in a home, even if you have like a staff in your house, yeah. they still are unable to maintain it. Yeah. That's, the basketball court just turns into like a furniture storage. Yeah. I don't know. Right. So, well, I'm thinking about my the stuff I want to fill my dream house with all the crap. Shuffleboard? Shuffleboard's right up at the top of the list. I think shuffleboard is doable. Yeah. It's easy, like you said, a little bit of sand, just sand down the court. Yeah. And it's also fun. I mean, you are a good you're a host that provides your guests with a lot of activity options, and I think it would be it would fit right in with the sort of run of show that ha- you're used to. Have you ever on. been to a home that had a really well-done bocce court? Yes, like one. Those time. are sick. Yeah, I, I guess. But you're right. I'd shuffleboard's easier. Chris, you love Do you bocce? like bocce? Chris is grabbing the mic. Apparently, yeah, we, my grandpa has one in his house, like on the inside? side. Inside? Not inside. I'm sorry. It's I outside. Was say, yeah, it's like an, huge. Yeah, it's like this whole thing. Made but you got to keep it super level. Yeah, that's the trickiest part mm-hmm. because like if it, if it's at all off axis, if there's any kind of dip or anything, the balls don't roll, roll yeah. true. Yeah, it's funny. It's a game that you're tempted to play without a bocce field or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, a court. Yeah, but if you try playing in a in like an actual field, just like it's impossible. It's like fucking ripping a putt on the 18th green of the PGA <laughs> Championship. You know, it's yeah. Like, going to the next hole it's That's just like it. ripping mm-hmm. so you need the contained area but i don't know i think it's overkill still mm-hmm. a bocce court yeah well please send your suggestions for what sort of dream uh items or games you might have in your dream house oops the podcast at gmail.com guys oops the podcast uh we love you all make sure to come check out our live show december 1st at city winery it's gonna be a good time I'm doing my New York Comedy Festival show November 9th uh, at Caveat. Tickets can be gotten for all of these things uh, in our respective bios and links. Shouldn't be rocket science, but the Oops the Podcast bio will have it. Francis's website will have it for my New York Comedy Festival show. Check out my bio and my Instagram. Uh, Chris wanted to say something about YouTube. So we will be going forward and putting up a bunch more videos on YouTube, some extra content for you guys to watch. And our first video, we will be shooting a Q&A. So the way you leave questions is by subscribing to our channel and then leaving a comment on one of our latest episodes. And we can tell if you're subscribed. So subscribe, leave a comment on there. And then we have a ton of really funny stuff planned. They don't even know about what they're going to do, but we're going to put them through some fun stuff. And uh, yeah, so uh, subscribe and thank you.
Fuck, I'm excited about that. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys, all right. you know where to send emails. Oops, podcast at gmail.com. Goodbye.